Okay, so good morning, everyone, and welcome to another day of worship at NLH. Um, Mm -hmm. We're just grateful for God's presence that he kept us for another day. You know, so many people, you know, are, are battling with so much today, but thankfully we're able, we got up, we're in our right mind. We can just um, log on to this platform just to share in God's presence and his glory today. So this morning, I just welcome everyone and I hope that today you will just give yourselves over to God and just allow him to use you today in a way that he wants to use you. Um, just avail yourself to be used this morning. Mm -hmm. So this morning, I'm just gonna open in prayer. So, Father, even now we come before your holy presence this morning. Father, we are grateful this morning for your mercy and your grace this morning. Mm -hmm. Because, Father, we recognize that it's not because of anything good that we have done. We can come into your presence this morning, God. But it is only because of your grace and your mercy this morning, God. It is only because of you, Jesus. It's only mm -hmm. because of the blood that you have shed on Calvary's cross this morning, God. So, Lord, this morning, as we come this morning, God, we kneel before your throne of grace this morning, God. And we say we are thankful this morning, God. We are grateful this morning. We worship your holy name this morning, God Almighty. Father, this morning, God, as we come this morning, God, as unworthy beings this morning, God Almighty, Lord, I thank you this morning that your presence is already with us this morning, God. So, Lord, I pray this morning, God, that you will just use each and every person as you desire this morning, God yes. Almighty. Lord, we put this service into your hands this morning, God. And we pray this morning, God, that you will have your own way this morning, Jesus. Yes. Father, we have a program this morning, God. But we recognize this morning, God, you as our Lord and Savior this morning, God. Mm -hmm. And because of that this morning, God, we desire, God, that only your Holy Spirit, God, that will be led by only your Holy Spirit this morning. So, Lord, whatever it is this morning that you see fit to do this morning, God, yes, I pray, God, that you, God, will just take full control this morning, God. Father, I pray, oh God, that this morning that you will touch each and every person, God, that is coming on this morning, God. Father, I pray, God, that you will just um, touch Sister Tashina, who's coming with the praise and the worship, God. Yes. Touch her voice, God Almighty, or whatever it is that she's doing yes. this morning. I pray, God, that it will be only because you have led her this morning. Yes. Father, I pray for the speaker this morning, God. Lord, I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit will just saturate his mind right now, God. Lord, I pray, God, that the word, God Almighty, will come to us this morning, God, straight from your, your, your mouth this morning, God, through the speaker this morning, Lord. And I pray today, God, that you, God, will just have your own sweet way. Take full control of this service, God. And Lord God, I pray, God, that our hearts will be in tune, God, so that we can hear whatever that you are saying to us today, God Almighty. 
thank you, Holy Spirit, that we are being led by your Holy Spirit and by your presence this morning, God. Cover this platform under your blood this morning. I pray, oh God, that no plans of the enemy this morning, God, will seek to interrupt this platform this morning, God Almighty. But Lord, I pray, oh God, that every internet, God, service, every household that is connected right now, God, I pray, God, that you, Lord Jesus, that you will just cover their internet service right now under your blood. We thank you, God, for who you are this morning, God. We thank you, God, that you are our father, you are our friend, and that you are our savior this morning, God. Thank you, Jesus. We look to you this morning and we tell you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And now we'll just ask Sister Tashima to take over the praise and the worship this morning. I thank you so much, my sister, and I bless the Lord for every single one of us this morning as we are gathered here. The privilege, the awesome privilege is ours this morning to be here, to be in our right mind. I am constantly reminded by the Holy Spirit of God that because we are here in this world, in this um, corruptible fresh flesh, we will always have trials and and tribulations of every type and crosses but the Holy Spirit over the last few months continues to remind me that though at times all might not be well but all is not lost hallelujah he Mm -hmm. our God is alive he is well and he is a holy God and this morning we cannot go any further. We dare not go any further without um, acknowledging the true holiness of our God. Hallelujah. And so this morning, just an old classic, there's something about this song. Something about this song. And let us just worship God. And even as we worship him right where we are, In our spirits, let us cry out and call out to him and say, Holy God, just come right where I am and make this area, this space, your sanctuary. May your sanctuary be wherever I am right now. And may your sanctuary also be on the inside of me. So we're going to invoke his holy presence even as we worship with this song this morning. Hallelujah. shall rise to thee. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Sister Ronnie. Thank you so much for that song, Sister Tashina. God is indeed holy this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. And so this morning, we just jump right into our scripture reading this morning. And our scripture reading comes from St. Mark 9, verses 30 to 37, and I'm reading from the NIV version, and it said, they left that place and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know where they were because he was teaching his disciples. He said to them, the son of man is going to be delivered in the hands of men. They will kill him, 
and after three days he will rise. But they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about it. They came to Capernaum, where when he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the 12 and said, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. He took, the little he took a little child whom he placed among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. So this morning, as we read this scripture this morning, um, and as I reflect on the scripture, you know, it just it's just clear that God wants to spend time with us this morning because in his word he says that Jesus he left Galilee because he did not want anyone to know where he and his disciples were when Jesus was on earth everybody was just you know running to him because of the miracles and so on but he spent some time with his disciples and he spent time teaching them you know and he was sharing with them what it is that's going to happen next so that they could be aware. But instead of focusing on, on what he was saying to them, they were concerned about who, who among them, you know, was the greatest. That's how we are sometimes. Sometimes we, you know, we, we want to know who, who can sing better, who can share the word better, who is better at, at, at whatever it is that we do in God's kingdom. But here it is. God is reminding us that it's not about who is the greatest because whoever is the greatest should be a servant, you know, should be willing to serve. So this morning, God is just, the scripture is just reminding us that, you know, God called us to serve, not to exalt ourselves, but to serve. And in order for us to serve this morning, we have to desire to be like little children before him not with you know all the knowledge and 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 everything that we have but just to give ourselves wholly and solely to um to god this morning so as we um continue this morning i want us to just reflect on that who are we this morning do we want to say that we are the greatest or do it is or is it that we want to serve this morning? So as you ponder on that, Sister Tashina will come again with a praise and worship song. Tashina. Yes, my sister, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, indeed, indeed. Through the Lord speaks in so many ways when his people gather. He speaks through worship. He speaks through scripture. He speaks through prayer. He speaks through exhortation. And we, we have gathered here, the, the purpose of man gathering and, and coming together as people of God is so that we can meet with him. 
we can tabernacle with him. And that is why it is so important for us to create a space that is holy, for he is holy. And there is no way that he can come to some a place that has not been prepared for him. And now that he is here, now that he is here, I always say, now that we have gotten his attention and we've invoked his presence and invited him to come and to tabernacle with us and to indwell us as we are his temple, what are we going to do? Know that he is here. What will we say to him now that he is here? What do we want to hear from him now that he is here? What do we want him to do now that he is here? And so this song and the other one, this one speaks to him being here now and us saying to him what we want him to do. You are here, so have your way as we bow down. And the other song, now that he's here, what are we saying to him? How are we going to worship him today? May these words echo what your heart is saying this morning as we continue to worship.
Ah! 
just for a moment, just just for a moment. You know what struck me when the last verse of this song was um, playing? Um, I was reminded of one of the blessed hopes that we have as Christians, and that is that one day we will have um, what I've come to learn to be a beatific view of Christ. That is a blissful, joyful reunion when we see him mm -hmm. face to face. Have you ever thought, just for a moment, what are you going to say or sing or do when you finally see him face to face? Will it be this song then sings my soul? My Savior God to thee, how great will it even be adequate when we see him face to face? What will your song be? When I listen to that last verse and, I, and, and to say when we are finally in his presence, seeing him face to face. Mm -hmm. And then we can say, then sings my soul. It won't matter then if we couldn't sing when we were here, you know. Because all of that would have been passed and we would have been transformed. So nobody now if you ever say, Tashina, no wish me could have sing like you because everybody ever sing like Tashina. I'm better than her, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. And, uh, yeah. At that time, all of us will have a new song because we will be in his presence forever and ever singing, how great thou art, how great thou art. Can I implore you one word today? Start practicing. Start practicing. practicing. Tell him yeah. every day, sing, him, sing it every day. Don't, don't worry about what your voice sounds like. Tell him how great. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. I bless you as you continue to worship my brothers and sisters. Thank you so much, Sister Tashina, for that song. And, and while that song was um, playing, I was just reflecting on the song that says, um, what will I do? Um, will I sing hallelujah? or to my knees will I fall? Will I be able to speak at all? Like that's not exactly, what, but that, that's what I was thinking about that, you know, what am I gonna do? You know, will I be able to sing? Will I, will I, will I fall at his knees? Or will I even be able to speak at all? You know, will I be so overwhelmed by his presence? We don't know, but like Sister Tashina says, you know, let's just start practicing. Um, from now so that when that time comes you know we, we we may not know what will happen but indeed we will praise and we will um, just worship God so now we just we'll just go into our tithes and our offering and this morning that's how we, giving tithes and offering is a way of worshiping God as well and this is something that we have to practice as well, you know, not just in singing and in songs, but we have to also practice in giving. So this morning, I'm imploring, I'm encouraging everyone this morning to give. And there are several ways that we can give this morning. We can give through the Zelle app, and that is at New Horizon 
M-I-N at gmail.com. That's N-E-W-H-O-R-I-Z-O-N, M-I-N at gmail.com or through the phone number 469-333-0397. Or of course, you can give on the Givelify app and that's New Horizon Church. And when you're on the app, you look for NLH Church and you look for the green leaf over the L this morning. So for those of us who will worship in giving this morning, these are the ways in which you will give this morning. And as you give this morning, we just want to declare a blessing over your giving this morning because we don't want to just give and, 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 and not, you know, declare the word of God over whatever it is that you're giving this morning. So this morning from we're declaring from Malachi 3 verses 10 to 12, and it says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me this, says the Lord, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vine in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord. Then all the nations shall call you blessed, for yours will be delightful, will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. This is not something that we made up. This is the word of the Lord saying, this is what happens when you give into the kingdom of God. So this morning, I declare this morning, this very same scripture of whatever it is that you're giving, don't consider the amount. Just think about the fact that this is what the Lord promise is. When we give, we will not have room. Can you even think about your house? Your cupboards cannot hold it. You know where in your house does not have enough space to hold whatever it is that blessing that God has to give you. Whatever it is your, your, your plans are, they will prosper. He says he will prevent pests from devouring your crops. The fruit will not drop before it's ripe. That is the word of God this morning. So we declare this word over your giving this morning. And we thank you for each and every person who gives this morning. Whatever you give, you give unto the Lord and not unto man this morning. So thank you so much for those of, of, of you who give this morning and worshiping giving. And now I will invite Sister Tashina again. Um, well, before Sister Tashina come, I will just pray over your giving this morning. So Lord, this morning, we thank you for your people this morning, God. Who will give this morning into your kingdom? Who will sow God into your kingdom this morning, God? Father, we recognize this morning that whatever we have this morning, it's only because you have blessed us this morning, God. Lord God Almighty, so whatever we give this morning, God, we do not give what is ours, God, but we give back a portion of what you have given unto us this morning, God Almighty. Lord God, just to God show that we believe this morning, that whatever we have, you have given us. And Lord, that we also believe this morning, God, that you will continue to multiply and you will continue to provide this morning, God. Lord Jesus, whatever it is that we need this morning, God, 
You are a provider this morning. Lord, I pray that you will take the seeds, God Almighty, that are sown this morning, God, and that you will just multiply this morning. Bless, Lord God, whatever what was given this morning, God. And I pray this morning, God, that you will bless the givers this morning. Thank you, Jesus, that you are our everlasting provider this morning, God. We look to you this morning and we tell you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. And we say amen and amen. May the Lord just continue to multiply your seeds that you have sown this morning. Thank you, Jesus. And now we just move into um, our missions. You know, there are our missionaries in Kenya right now. So we're just going to jump into, um, you know, just to give us an idea of what's happening over there in Kenya. Sister Tashina. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sister Ronette. This morning, my brothers and sisters, we just want to share uh, a brief um, highlight of what has been happening so far. Thus, thus far, the Lord has been helping our missionaries and he has been doing an awesome work there. And this is just a very brief highlight of what has been happening there.
everything. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much for that, Sister Tashina. And we will just um, welcome Sister Rifa, who will speak more to that and also our other announcements. Sister Rifa? Good morning, everyone. Good morning, NLH. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning. So happy to see those of us who brave the um the daylight saving time. And um we are back on track. I don't know whether we're going forward or backwards, but right now we are in the land of the living. Mm -hmm. And I want to um thank you all for giving me this opportunity that I can get to fellowship with you all. It's an indeed an honor and a privilege. Because mm -hmm. some of us did not make the, the, the list of the living this morning. And so we have the chance to give God praise. Yes. And I was reflecting too on that, um, how, that song, what we're gonna do when we go to heaven. I have reflected on it too numerous times to mention. And while I have some motivating factors, I want to see Jesus myself but I also have some people up there who are preparing the way and they will teach us. When we get there, they will tell us how this thing go. You know, when you have a, um, a, a seniority, they have seniority on us. And so when we go, there must be a protocol like everywhere. And so we will just follow in and we just do what the saints are doing. Gabriel will be playing the harp and, you know, I let my mind float and run. And a lot of times when you don't have anything to do, you just think all kinds of things. And so I get myself in that way, but we're practicing. Thank you for that sister Tashina, that we practice when we get to heaven, what we do. And we start to tell him from now, how great you are. So good morning again, my name is Rifa. And um, the first slide, I don't know if you will recall, but the first slide was the young people dancing. It was choreographed by Rita, who is Pastor Larry's daughter, and Lucy, Pastor Ava's um, little, little Lucy. And mm -hmm. the second one was Sister Faith, who she was teaching the Sunday school in Swahili. And the third um, tape you saw was Praise and Worship Kenyan Style. They can teach us a few things how to worship. We have not begun to worship as yet. When you get to Kenya, you will understand what praise and worship look like. They dance before the Lord for hours. Mm. For hours. We mm. sit and sit down and get up and sit down and they're still dancing. Still mm. dancing before the Lord. I mean, for hours. For hours. Yeah. So this morning I have um, a few key announcements that I'd like to make on the um, mission strip that was already started and they're gone pretty much two weeks into it and they're on their third week. Two of the missionaries have already um, landed back on this west side of life and the two more will be going this week and then um, the others will be going and um, Tamar will be going to join them to boost up um, the team. But they're doing well. I spoke to Pastor Ava this morning until about 2, 2 a.m. I, I could not sleep. I was so excited to, when I hear our voice, I turned full full. And so um, <laughs> I, was, I didn't want her to even get a gl glimpse of what the time was because she might send me to bed. 
But she said, brings greetings and says to tell you all that everything is going well and that the Lord is moving in a mighty, mighty way. So the mission, though, while we are still here, the mission continues. And so we are still asking for Bibles, <laughs> donation towards Bibles. When um, you read the word of God, the word of God ignites a fire in you. And I just want to make a plug for the Bibles in particular this morning. The Bibles, they are $15 each. And I'm gonna put out a challenge to each and every one of us that we get together and count how many Bibles we have in our homes. And so a lot of us have Bibles, even in different translation. And if we choose to donate this amount of Bibles that we have in our homes towards this ministry, let us imagine how far this will go. A lot of those um, people got their first Bible in Swahili. Some of those who got in Swahili did not get one in English. And so if we could um, give and give, we don't have to tell them that you got already. You got a Bible already, but we would like to give you another one in English. So when the person is speaking in English, you could go to that um, translation. So I want to challenge each and every one of us this morning or anyone that you know. Start putting away a little something towards donating the Bibles. So we can match with the amount of Bibles we have in our homes, let's give away that amount of money towards the Bible Bible project. Mm. So that's a challenge to, um, I've challenged myself and I have done it. So I have, I'm asking you, if you would just join me and do the same, we cannot lose out because remember the Bible is filled with the Holy Spirit. And every time they read it, it will ignite a fire in them. Saved or unsaved, it will ignite a fire in them. On the topic of the trip as usual, we want to give away food. Food is the staff of life. We realize that Jesus, before he taught, he gave the um, food. He fed the multitude because you cannot really lecture or teach um, people who are, are hungry. It's pointless you talk to them. They will not listen. And so each um, donation for a, um, a few days, the estimated cost last year was $15. And we might just imagine things have gone up here and it might very well have gone up there. But just to feed a family of four for a few days, it costs $15. And you, I just want to remind you that sending this money to newhorizonmin at gmail.com or to use the number 469-333-0397. You can pledge. If you don't have it to give today, you can pledge. And this ministry is ongoing. And so you can donate, you can make a pledge, whatever you want to do as the Lord leads. Let the spirit of the Holy Ghost lead you into giving towards God's God's kingdom. You're part of building the kingdom of God. My second announcement is 
for tomorrow, Monday evening, we will be having the, continuing with Reverend Bolt, the study of the book of Acts, Acts 16 and 17, where we want us to read these chapters before we come so that we can envision what those people did then, how we fall short and where we are going, what we are planning to do going forward. So this, this meeting tomorrow is on Monday and it's 6 p.m. Central Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time, March 14th. And we are gonna be meeting on Zoom and the ID number is 584-033-6193. And the password is all capital letters, N-L-H-P-R-A-Y-E-R. -E Very easy. NLH prayer, the password, all caps, and the meeting ID on Zoom, 584-033-6193. Nine, three. My third announcement is on our prayer and fasting that we've been doing, which is so, so beneficial to us here on the ground and to those over there. We cannot leave them out of our prayer and our fasting. And so when we meet on Wednesday evening, the 16th at 7 p.m., Eastern time, we want to let you know that we have a wonderful time. The week, each week, we do not even know what the format is gonna be each week. It is new and exciting. Join us Wednesday, fast, how the Lord leads you to fast and come and the culmination of that fasting and prayer will lead us into meeting as we are meeting now on Zoom with the same emphasis, but to bolster ourselves up and to bolt up and undergird the, the people who are in Kenya so that they will remain on the ground and be strong. No force of darkness, no discouragement will come no. their way. Mm -hmm. And so we have to pray yeah. in Sister um, Tamar is going, and so we're going to give her a little dose of what prayer and fasting means because she's on the last leg of us on the Western side. So we have to give her a rocket shot into Kenya. Mm -hmm. We're going to give her a, a, a taste of what prayer and fasting can do for those leaving the West to go into Kenya. And so she will give the testimony. I promise you, she will testify what we have done. So this week, we are gonna be intentional. And so we want you to join us then on Zoom. As, and I'll repeat that for you, 584-033-6193. And the, the, the password is NLH prayer, all capitals, capital letters. I have the distinct honor and privilege at this time that I would like to um, introduce the speaker who is none other than our Reverend Donald Bolt. Mm -hmm. And as he comes this morning, I want us to refocus and center our hearts on this mighty man of God, that as the Lord has downloaded in his heart 
what he has. Even up to this time, Holy Spirit, we give you full reign to change and reorganize that which you plan for your manservant to deliver to this congregation. And so I'm asking you to quiet your hearts and let, let's just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to take full, full control. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come before you. We thank you, Lord, that you are in our midst and so we need not invite you, you are already here. But Holy Spirit, we allow you full reign, unhindered, unhinged, to take full control of your manservant in New York. Because distance, we can pray in Florida for anyone, anywhere, because the Holy Spirit, you are everywhere. And so Father God, we pray that as today, Reverend Bold brings the message that the message will pierce the heart of your people, those of us listening now and those that will be listening later on, that it will have the same effect that you want to speak to your people. So Father, I give you thanks and I honor you because you are always good. Everything that you do is intentional and there is nothing that you will do that is not for our good. So this morning I pray, Lord, that you'll uh, uh, cause our hearts to be receptive to your word, that we will take from it that which is ours and we will use the other parts of it, Lord, to even minister to others as we, as we go. Father God, you will instill in us what we need to do with this message as you instill in this man of God what he has to deliver to your people. So Father, I hand Reverend Bolt over to your divine intervention and that you will use him to the max, use him for your glory. We give you thanks and we honor you in Jesus name we have prayed and we believe. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. Thank amen. you so much Lisa, for that. Um, Satashina will come with praise and worship just before we bring both. Thank you, my sister. Bless the Lord. And I will be sharing with you this song, specially requested by Reverend Paul, Builds My Life by Michaela Gentile.
excellent job for the first thing you really did. Um, so you know they're going to use you more often now because you're so good, right? <laughs> but yes, you did good. Um, this morning, I have a topic to share with you. And um, it may sound complex, but it's really not. It's simple. And I was, I was thinking, I was at work the other day, and I was thinking, Lord, what should I share with your people on this Sunday? And he said, the kingdom of paradox. I said, kingdom of paradox? What do you mean? So I started researching. And I realized exactly what he was speaking of. You see, we serve a kingdom that is quite contrary to the kingdom of this world. But let's look at the word paradox. See what, what exactly does it mean? A seemingly absurd, observe, absurd, or self-contradictory statement or proposition that when investigated or explained may prove to be well-founded or true. Example, Matthew 16, verse 25. For, for we, he who, he who, um, one second, please. For whoever would save his life will lose it. And whoever loses it for my sake will find it. Now, that does not make sense. But if you, read it in the context, you will know what it means. What he's saying is that true life can only be found in him. True life can only be found in him, eternal life. This world in which we live, it's quite contrary to the kingdom that we belong to. The principles Everything about it is contrary to the kingdom of God. Jesus spent most of his earthly ministry systematically instilling this principle of the kingdom of God in his disciples. He spent most of his time doing that. It functions on a different principles with different purposes. That's the kingdom, kingdom of God. It functions totally different. The kingdom is ruled by love, not power, greed, or ambition. Let me repeat that. The kingdom is ruled by love, not power, greed, or ambition. Jesus called a few men to follow him. He called a few of them to follow him. During the three and a half years that, that they followed him, he taught them the ways of the kingdom of God. He taught them the ways of the kingdom of God. And all of us have to learn these ways. We have to learn these principles and we have to put them in practice in this 
contrary world in which we live. If you turn to John chapter, John chapter um, three, John chapter three, starting from verse one. This is the first principle. The first, first lesson he taught them. Here we go. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who has come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a man is, a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a man is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it, is, where it goes. So, is, so it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can this be? Jesus answered, are you the teacher of Israel? But you do not know. Truly I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness of what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, or will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ever ascended to heaven except he who descend from heaven. Even the Son of Man who is in the heaven. Just as, most, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. I will stop here. The first lesson he taught his disciple was that for you to practice the principles of the kingdom, you must first enter it. And entering the kingdom means you have to accept me in your life. You have to accept me in your life. Nicodemus could not understand that. Because even though he was a teacher of the Jews, a professor in the University of Jerusalem, he did not understand that there are two lives. The physical and the spiritual. The physical and the spiritual. They are opposite to each other. And for you to enter the kingdom, for you to practice the, king, the principles of the kingdom, you must first enter it. And the only way you enter it is through him because he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but through me. The paradox of the kingdom. Life is spiritual, it is not physical. Every aspect of life is spiritual. 
And that is what Jesus, as he walked this earth with his disciples, is trying to get across to them. Every step of the way, every journey, is trying to get across the idea that life is spiritual, it is not physical. And from that moment on, their lives would be changed. The moment they accept Christ and follow him, their life was changed forever. Their life take on new meaning and eternal purpose when we see them as being used for God through us instead of our works for God. We have to view life from God's perspective, from the kingdom perspective. If we are believers, we must view life from the kingdom perspective, not from the perspective that the world would want you to, to perceive it because it's false. Right off the bat, I'm gonna ask this question. From what perspective are you living your life? As a believer, as a citizen of the kingdom, not a member, not a green card holder, but a citizen of the kingdom, from what perspective are you living your life? I want you to think about that question as I go through this message. You see, God wants the world to see him through us. He wants the world to see him through us. Not us, but him through us. And the only way that can take place is when we live the principles of the kingdom. Because they are contrary to this world's principle. When we live it, people will see it and be drawn to it because they want it. And an example, as I was preparing a message, this, this example came to me. Um, I remember, I think I shared it already here, but I'll share it again. I remember going to work one morning and my boss said to me, Donald, I want to see you in the office. And I went into the office to see him. And when I went into the office, there was a lady there. I know her very well, Jamaican lady. She was sitting there. And he started acting crazy and shouting at me and said, why this and that and just crazy? So I said to him, why are you behaving like this? Why are you so stressed? What have I done for you to, to, to behave like this? And he went on and he went on. So embarrassing. And I said nothing to him. I didn't raise my voice or anything. And the lady sat there and she listened carefully. And I said to my boss, give me what I need and I'll get the job done. And he gave me what I needed and I left. And around two hours after that, he came to me and he said, Donald, I'm sorry. There was no need for me to behave like that. I'm so sorry, forgive me. And he gave me something to prove that he was sorry. And you know, around a week after that, I met the same lady that was in his office. And she said to me, Donald, why did you allow him to speak to you like that? Why did you allow, you should never have allowed him to speak to you like that. And I said to her, you know, 
When they go high, you go low. When they go high, you go low. And I didn't see her for maybe a, a few weeks. And then one day I saw her in the lobby. And she came up to me and she said, Donald, um, you know, I was thinking, I want you to be my mentor. Teach me how to do this. And I taught Bev and I taught Bev. Her name is Bev. I taught her and she was going through some struggles and we prayed together and I, and I, and, and, and I prayed with her all, all the time. And she came to me one day and she said to me, Donald, the problem is solved. Because she was having some problem with her daughter and I speaking to her, a lot of problem. And she said, my daughter is back now and we are together. We have a good, solid relationship. And I said, thank God. But I had to, the Lord used me in that office to demonstrate to her what it is to be meek, what it is to be humble when you are being abused, when you are being used. And she was affected by that. She was affected by that. The principles of the kingdom, the principles work. Be me, be humble. It works all the time. It never fails. It may seem like it failed to you, but it never fails. It never fails. In Mark chapter 9, verse 32, 37, you can turn to it. Mark chapter 9. Matthew, Mark chapter 9. Verse 30 to 37. They departed from there and passed through Galilee, and he did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying, The Son of Man will be delivered into the hand of men, and they will kill him after he is killed. He will rise the third day. But they did not understand the teaching and were afraid to ask him. He came to Capernaum and being in the house, he asked them, what was it that you disputed among yourself on the road? But they kept silent for on the way, they had disputed among themselves who was the greatest. <laughs> they disputed among themselves who was the greatest? Now Jesus is going to use this as a teaching moment. He's going to teach them. He's going to teach them. Listen to what he's saying to them. He sat down and called the twelve. And he said to them, If anyone desire to be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. Here it is. He's on his way to Jerusalem to be crucified, to be buried and resurrected. And the only thing that they could occupy their mind with was who was going to be the greatest. Who's going to be the greatest? They were competing for position. This is how the world thinks. This is how the world operates. But the Lord is saying, no. It's not about honor and prestige and status. It's about service. It's about service. 
um, in, in, in chapter 8, he, he told him again that about his death and, bur and burial and resurrection. And what did Peter do? Peter rebuked him. He said, no, 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 how dare you? How dare you? And Satan tried the same thing with Jesus. Because what? He wanted Jesus to get the crown before the cross. He wanted Jesus to get the crown before the cross. And Jesus is saying, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. I must suffer. I must go through this for your sake. See, we always seek status in this world. We want to be on top. We want prestige. The kingdom of God does not operate like that. The kingdom of God requires servants. It is he who serve in the kingdom is the greatest. It is he who serves in the kingdom is the greatest. This is what Jesus was trying to tell his disciples all the three and a half years that he was with them. And they never grasped it. They never grasp it. If then he made a paradoxical statement, he said, if anyone desired to be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. He took a child and used a child as an object lesson and said, unless you can be like this child, because children back in those days were, 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 in, were not important. They were seen as slaves, as workers. Unless you can be like this child, you can't enter the kingdom. You can't. He was walking to his death, and here they were discussing who was the greatest. Who's going to be the greatest? Who's going to sit beside him? They did not have in mind what Jesus had in mind. What Jesus had in mind, they didn't have. No, 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 no. Peter wanted him to become king. Peter wanted him to set up his throne in, in, in Jerusalem, overthrow the Romans and rule. He said, I did not come for that purpose. That was not my purpose for coming. My purpose for coming is to be sacrificed, is to give my life. I left the throne. I left deity. I did not see it as something to be grasped. I let it go. And I came down. And I was total human. At the same time, total deity. To suffer and to die for your sake. And you're talking about who's going to be the greatest. Who's going to be the greatest among him? <laughs> Greatness in the kingdom is not determined by status, but by service. It's all you serve. And, you know, I look at the, the, the mission team in Kenya. And I was there last year. And I see how they go and they serve. And they serve the little children. And they serve the adults. And they wash the feet. This is what Jesus Christ 
see as important. This is what he requires. This is what he needs for every child of his to practice. Meekness, humility, service to others. Not to seek status and position in this world. It's so difficult for us sometimes to grasp it. Difficult because we want position. We want to see who, who can be in the choir, who can sing the best. And he said, no, my children, no, it's not like that. It's who can serve the best. How can you serve me and my purpose while you're here on this earth? How can you? kingdom of God is contrary to this world. What we see as important and the status and the position is not important in the kingdom. It's not. And we have to, have to come to the point in our life where we can grasp that and exhibit that in our daily life, in our community, at work, wherever we go, we have to exhibit that meekness, that humility, that service that is required People must see him through us. That's why we are here. See, here's the disciples. They are saying to themselves, here is it. We have left everything to follow this man. We have left our family position. And here it is. He's trying to tell us that we have to lay all of that aside to be a nobody. To be a nobody. They couldn't grasp that. We left everything, Master. We left everything to follow you. And you're telling us that we are now have to be a, a nobody. They were not expecting it. They say they saw Jesus, he fed the 5,000, he walked on water, he healed the sick, he raised the dead. And such a great man, is coming to tell us that we must lay everything aside and be a nobody. They said, no, how can we? When the, the, the rich young ruler came to him and the rich young ruler, he said to the rich young ruler, sell everything you have and give to the poor and follow me. What did the rich young ruler do? He says, no, that's too difficult. I can't do that. I have to walk. I can't do that. I can't sell all I have and be a nobody to follow you. <laughs> Are we willing to do that? Are we different from that rich young ruler? Are we any different from him? Sometimes we read the story and we say, what a man like that, eh? why couldn't he see what Jesus was trying to convey to him? Eh? Why, why, why couldn't he just sell everything and follow Jesus? No, it's too much because the world says status and position in this world is important. It's very important. Not service, not a nobody. I see Karen, I see Pastor Ava in Kenya. And I remember Karen said, her family said, oh, Karen become worthless because she decided to give up all to follow Christ. She's now worthless. 
Ah, my God. To be the greatest in the kingdom was to be the greatest servant. You have to learn how to serve. Jesus modeled this all the time that he walked on this earth. He modeled it before his disciples. He was a model for them. Even though he was God, he gave up that divinity and come down to us to serve and sacrifice his life. Even though he was God. He touched the unlovable. He did not seek after status. This was the lesson that they needed to learn to fulfill the mission of God. This was the lesson they needed to learn. And he was teaching them. He was modeling it to them. And it's the same thing he's asking of us. He has modeled it. He has left it in this book for us to read and see what it takes to be great in the kingdom. It's in the book. It's not status. It is service. How, how well do I serve? How well do, am I willing to serve? Am I willing to clean the church building? Am I willing to clean the bathroom? Am I willing to serve? Or is it below me? But they still did not get it. What is it trying to get across to this, to them? What is he trying to get across? Greatness in God's kingdom is not about honor and status. It's about humility and service. It's about humility and sacrifice. Greatness in the kingdom is about humility and sacrifice. You must get it. It requires that you are willing to do what the master asks you to do. That's what it requires. It requires to do what the master asks you to do. Philippians, <laughs> Philippians chapter 2, I'll read it for you. If you have a Bible, you can turn to it. You can turn to it. Verse 5 through 11. Here we go. And read it slowly. I want you to read it slowly and listen to what it is saying. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, something to be held on to with their life. But he emptied himself, he emptied himself taking upon himself the form of a servant. The form of a servant. We are talking about the God of the universe. The deity took on himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men, sinful men. And being found in the form of a man, he humbled himself. He humbled himself <laughs> and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, look at the reward. 
Look at the reward that is awaiting us. I want you to look at the reward that is awaiting you. When you choose to humble and serve in this world. Therefore, God, God highly exalted him and gave him the name which is above every name. <laughs> that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. That sums it all up. That tells you everything that is required of every single one of us on this line. He requires for his children to serve, to be a servant like he was. He modeled it to us. The kingdom of God is not about status and greed and ambition. It's about love. And you show love by serving. You show how he loves us by serving. And that is why people like Sister Eva has gotten the vision. She has gotten the vision and she's running with it. She's running with it. People like Mother Teresa, she got the vision and she ran with it. She left the civilized, so-called civilized world and she went to Calcutta and she served on the street of Calcutta. The sick, the lame, the diseased, she held them in her, in, in her arms. And even when the Pope was trying to make her a saint, the Pope was trying to make her a saint, and she was a saint. There were opposition, there were enemies that was trying to stop it. Yes, you will have enemies. When you truly decide to serve, you're going to have enemies. Yeah? Uh-huh. So this morning, I'm asking the question, what is God asking you to do in terms of service? What has he been telling you to do that you keep saying to him, no, Lord, I can't, I can't give up my position. I can't give up my honor and my status to go serve poor people. I, I just can't, Lord. I'm so sorry, I can't. I must tell you no. I have to tell you no. I can't. My status is too important. What is he saying to you this morning? What is he saying to me this morning? Because as I preach to you, I'm preaching to myself. He's speaking to me too. He said, Donald, are you willing to give it all up and just follow me? Are you willing to give it up, son, and just follow me? Our reward is waiting us. Our reward is awaiting us. I have no doubt about that. The reward is waiting for those who are willing to serve. If you are truly willing to serve, your reward is going to be out of this world. He says, eyes have not seen, 
in our ears heard what he has prepared for those who love him. And how do you show this love? By service. By service. That's how you show this love. And that is what he taught his disciples. He says the kingdom of God is contrary to this world. It's different, totally different. It operates on different principles. And so we have to learn these principles. And we have to let the, the, the people of the world see these principles through us, in us. Let them see Christ reflecting in our life. And they will be drawn to it. They need it. They need it. So as I close this morning, I'm going to ask you to search your heart as I do the same, to see what God is saying to you in terms of serving him and his people. What is he saying to you? What has he been saying to you for years now? He pursues you. He pursues you with love. His goodness and his mercy pursues you. And he said, my child, serve me. Serve my people. Let them see me in you. Don't live for this world. It is passing. And everything with it is passing. But the life that you have in you is eternal. Is eternal. And one day, as you stand before him, as Sister Rifa was saying, she imagined what it's going to be like. He's going to hand you your reward. He's going to give you your reward based on how well you served. How well you served. So as I conclude this message, I'm asking you, as children of God, as citizens of the kingdom of God, don't live for this world. Don't live for this world. Don't give this world most of your attention. Don't. Live for the kingdom and the principle that goes with it. And your life will be a fruit here and now. And in the life to come, you will get your reward. It is awaiting you. It's awaiting me. It's awaiting every person on this line. There's a reward. And I leave that with you this week. I want you to think about what you learned this morning. And not only to think about it, but to practice it. Practice the principles of the kingdom. And see how your life is transformed. Just practice it. Let's pray. Father. You know, Father, you gave me this message and it's not only for the people I presented it to, but it's for me also. And I recognize that. I do. Forgive us, Lord, when we fail to operate and function like citizens of the kingdom. Forgive us. Open our eyes to the truth of your word. Open our eyes to the principles of the kingdom. And let us live those principles while we walk this planet. 
Oh, Father, it's not difficult if you are with us. Show us the way. Show us how we can accomplish this. In the challenging time, in the hard times, in the difficult times, show us how we can live the principle so that the world can see that you're alive. You're alive. Be with every one of us online this morning. And as we go through this week, please, Father, help us to live the principles of your kingdom. Help us. In Jesus Christ's name I ask you. Amen and amen. Amen, amen. And thank you, Reverend Bold, for that reminder today about, you know, living the principles of God. Mm-hmm. And as we think about that today and reflect on one of the scriptures that you shared in Philippians, and it says that Jesus did not consider himself worthy. Mm-hmm. He was God and he did not consider himself worthy. And or, earlier when we thought that when we heard the song that Sister Tashina played, we thought about all the good things that we would do. We wondered what is it that we would do when we come into his presence. But before we get into his presence, we must live the principles as you have challenged us today. We must first live those principles. We must be servants. We cannot want to be exalted. The word of God says that if we share in his suffering, we also share in his glory. So now we must share in his suffering and become servants of God and not seek to exalt ourselves. So thank you, Reverend Bold, for that reminder. And as we go through this week, um, I hope we'll just reflect on that word and, and search our own hearts to see are we servants? Are we living the principles? Or is it that we just want to share in the glory of God? Because we cannot do one without doing the other. So thank you again, um, Reverend Bold. I'm just going to invite Sister Tamar to just read the word of God over the man of God who shared the word, just to mm-hmm. pray his strength and you know, pray for his family. Sister Tamar. Thank you, Sister Rana. Oh, thank you for that word, Reverend Bull. Thank you for that challenge, because we know every day we need to be challenged. We have to find something to work towards. Otherwise, we, we sit down in our, in our comfort zone. We sit in our place of comfort and we don't move. We don't think that we, you know, we need to stretch ourselves. We think we could stay where we are comfortable. So thank you so much for that challenge. Father, I come before you. Father, I lift up Reverend Bolt before you, O God, and I thank you, Father, that he spent the time, O God, to listen to you, Father, so that he could come and share with us. Lord, as he has poured out what you have given unto him on us, God, I pray, Lord, that you will fill him up. Father, I pray that you will fill him up. I pray, mighty God, that he will always deliver your message, Father, with passion, Father. And Father God, that he will always, always, that passion will always be translated to whomever he's speaking to, oh God, that that his passion for you, oh God, will be contagious. Lord, I pray that you will, even as he he listens to you, Father, and as he spends time with you, and as he shares your word with with us, 
your children, oh God, that you will protect him, Father. For Lord, we know that we have an enemy who is after a soul, God, who doesn't want us, who wants to discourage us, to distract us, Father, who wants to kill us. So I pray, Lord, that you would just form a hedge of protection around Reverend Bolt and his family, around Reverend Bolt, Lord, and all that concerns Reverend Bolt. Because, God, we know that you're concerned about everything that concerns us, God, and you contend, oh God, with those who contend with us. So, Lord, I pray your divine protection over him and over his family, God. I pray, Lord, that no weapon, whatever the weapon is, Father, whether it's economic, whether it's, whether it's health, whether it's finance, whatever it is, Father, that no weapon that's formed against Reverend Bolt will prosper. Father, remind him every day, Lord, that he is yours. Remind him, Father, of your blessings in Deuteronomy, God, where you tell us, Lord, that he, Reverend Bolt will be the head, O oh God, and not the tail. He will be the lender, not the borrower, and so on and so on. The promise goes on, Father. He will build and inhabit, O oh God. Remind him, O oh God, that he is yours and you have him in the palm of your hand, that you won't ever leave him or forsake him. I pray, mighty God, that you strengthen him. Father, that as he walks with you, Father, that he will not fail or faint, O oh God, but that he will grow stronger and stronger in his relationship with you, O oh God. I pray, mighty God, that as he leads, Father, that he will, he will speak to you, he will listen to you, he will, Father God, that he will lead with your counsel, O oh God, that he will lead as you lead him, O oh God. I pray, mighty God, that as Reverend Boat goes through this week, oh God, but not just this week, Father, that you, Father God, that you will go before him, Father, that you will make the way for him, Father, that your reassurance will be with him, that your love will be with him, Father, that your favor will be upon him as he goes, Father. We thank you, God, for the blessing that he has been. And Father, I pray that as he's delivered that word to us, oh God, that Lord, his, your words, Father, fell on receptive ears, receptive heart, receptive soil, oh God, that even as Reverend Bo challenged us this week, Lord, that we will be challenged, that we will take up the challenge, oh God, that we will examine ourselves, Father, and Lord, that we will be committed to serving you. We thank you, Lord, for your promises concerning us, God, because we know, Lord, that as we, are, as, we, as we obey you and as we serve you, Father, that you have promised us, God, a reward. So we, I pray, Father, that if that's the only thing that motivates us, Father, then we will remember, Lord, that there is a reward waiting for us. Father, I commit reverent both and each and every one of us to you this morning, God. And I give you thanks for your word, Father. I give you thanks for the challenge. I give you thanks to God that we were able to come together this morning in one accord, Father, to worship you and to lift up, to lift you up, O oh God. And I pray, Father, your blessings on us as we depart from each other. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And um, thank you, Sister Tamar, for praying so ably over the man of God. And um, I'm just going to welcome Sister Tashina again as we reflect through praise and worship. Blessed be the Lord. Thank you, my sister. And I give thanks to the servant of God who 
was obedient to what the Lord was saying to him and through him this morning. And I pray that um, we will use this song as our response to the word and not just a response with our mouths and with our hearts, but with our actions. Many years I searched for rest, perfect peace within my breast. And I often sought the Lord alone in tears. But I could not pay the price, would not make the sacrifice. So I wandered on and on for many years. Let me lose myself and find it, Lord, in Thee. Though it caused me grief 
and pain. I will find my life again. If I lose myself and find the Lord in thee. Lord, I could not stand alone when I bow before the throne. Let me bring, dear Lord, at least one soul to Thee. Here I give myself away. Take me, use me, Lord. I pray, lest I lose myself and find the Lord in thee. Let me lose myself and find the Lord in thee. May yourself be slain, my friend, see only thee. Though it cost me grief and pain, I will find my life again. If I lose myself, I'll find the Lord in thee. If I lose myself, I'll find the Lord in thee. Amen. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we worship you this morning. Can we just take a few minutes just to worship God this morning? Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you today, God. We glorify your name today, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me lose myself, Lord, and find it in you this morning, God. That my desires will change this morning, Jesus. We glorify you this morning, Jesus. We worship you this morning. You are our tower of strength this morning, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at that. We can lose ourselves and find it in the Lord this morning. If we just lose this flesh, the desires of this flesh, just to find ourselves in the Lord this morning. And then when we do that, we don't need to fight and force to wonder who is the greatest among us. Because we will already know 
that whatever it is that we're losing, we're great because we are finding ourselves in God. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for those coming out and, and participating and being a part of this worship today, this worship service today. I trust that everybody's heart was blessed that we were challenged this morning. There's a lot to reflect on this week. We really have to reflect who, on who we are this morning. Servanthood. How many times have we passed up those opportunities to serve? This morning we're challenged. We want to stand before God. We want to be in his presence. We, we, we ponder, what will we do? But here it is, is the opportunity. So whatever opportunities come up this week to serve, let us not, you know, give in to our flesh, but lose ourselves this week and find it in the Lord. God bless you all. And, and thank you all for those joining, coming out. Um, I see Karen joining. I think she's in Kenya. Welcome, um, Karen. Right, and, and Cheryl. Thank and you, Sean. thank you. We want to hear what's happening in Kenya from you. Yes. So we can, we can get um, more into that in our after service, right. um, Sister Ruth. So usually on a Sunday after service, we sit and we discuss with the man of God, you know, expound just to share what is it, whatever it is that we have learned, whatever we got from the word of God. So we invite you. Just to join us in our after service um, right now. Um, and we'll just, you know, get a chance to speak with our, our speaker for today. God bless you all. Have a great and an awesome week. Thanks for joining. Yes, I'll do the benediction at this time. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all this morning, throughout the week, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. 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 Thank you. Mm -hmm.